You're gonna get hooked on that thing. I can see it now. 16,000 bags of Cheetos later, you wake up, you're 35, you're overweight, you're crying about your life in front of the soaps. I just did you a favor. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! Look up idiots in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No! The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! It's an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object! You dirt-eating piece of slime! You scum-sucking pig! You son of a motherless goat! You blithering, blundering, bull-nosed, blockheaded, pot-bellied, ham-fisted jackass! You are pukes! You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. You're the problem. You're the fucking problem. You fucking Dr. White, onking, jam rag, arking, spunk, bubba, fucking hoity toity. Hey, buddy, fucking... hey. Nothing curse words, all right? Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. In your general direction, your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Am I talking too much? Are they talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested? But I'm not that interested. But I think she might be interested. But do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. So now all of a sudden, I'm getting, I'm starting to get interested. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response. Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Hey, everybody, welcome to The Rant Show. I'm your host, Alan Sanders, here again to host today's roundtable of robust and rousing rallying cries against the lame-brained, half-witted Confederacy of Dunces and their actions that annoy, bother, peeve, vex, perturb, and otherwise bother the absolute crap out of us and our better natures. Joining me on today's episode are two other members of the 60 Minutes with cast, First up, we welcome the Grand Poobah of our loyal order of water buffalo, the Sergeant Hulka of our illustrious team of soldiers, the captain of captivating interviews, the soulful man of sound checks, the squint of Eastwood, the daddy of decadence, and our one and only big toe, Mr. Dave Robinson. Welcome. That sounds so much better than that old git that the rest of the team call me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I couldn't get that to work with the names of the shows, but I'm going to try better next time. (laughs) <laughs> thank you alan hello thanks for being here i know you've been on a couple of these and it's been great to uh to have this outlet and i'm glad you're able to join us again mm, pleasure mate pleasure up next a guy who loves to explore the films of his childhood as much as what's streaming online today he runs he jumps he kicks he punches but only for fun and always for his own positivity he's one of the three musketeers of the abc's affording ahead the guru of consoles on the abc's of gaming a true spotlight of reflection and part of the dastardly duo of entertainment it's none other than chris peanut butter and jelly man welcome <laughs> 
<laughs> what an amazing <laughs> intro. Wow. I'll just, just go home now because whatever I say now, he's just going to be complete and utter yeah. bollocks. Let's just leave him to it, Chris. It, we'll bugger <laughs> off now. It is. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's all downhill. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially when I speak. So, anyway, thank you. That was amazing. Great to have you joining. And I think this is the first time it's the, been the three of us as one of these rant shows, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. This is the first combo of the three of us. Yeah. So it's a brand new three-way, and I'm kind of interested to see who gives in first. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who gets in the middle? Who, who, who creates the bread, and who is the fluffy center in this sandwich of ours? Well, I've, I've ruined Dave over the years, to be fair. So, you know. <laughs> He's up for anything, I think. <laughs> I'm halfway down a cup of tea, and that's a, yeah, I'm anybody's now. That's it. Now, wait a minute. Is that is that a euphemism that we don't get over here halfway down <laughs> on a cup of tea? I shall yeah. leave that for you to decide, Alan. Is that a wink-wink at the bar like there was this cup of tea over there and I was halfway in or when things got a little spunky? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then I couldn't remember a thing afterwards. <laughs> Anyway, uh, before we start, because I, I do want to kick this off, how's it been going? I know things are a little interesting. I know people could stumble across this show at any time, but there's certainly been plenty of things to kind of rankle uh, the better natures of our sensibilities. How are you doing, Dave? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I have kept myself occupied by changing changing the room around in here is what I've been doing the last few days. So feels weird recording facing a completely different way in a room. You've changed your perspective. I know, yeah. I'm looking at something different. So, yeah, it's just a bit weird. Apart from that, not too bad. You've still got the the 60 Minutes with mascot always at your side? Yeah, he's downstairs. Little Bodie is downstairs at the moment. Yes, he's... uh, Excellent. He's a very uh, stressful day playing plant pot. Fetch the plant pot in the garden, as always. (laughs) Now, what? The killer of sheep, but he's afraid of bunnies, right? He's afraid of bloody everything. Scaredy little (laughs) thing that he is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Chris, what about you? How have things been with you? Uh, very well. I'm, I'm good, thank you. I, I'm, uh, as Davis said, been keeping myself. We've been doing so many different podcasts. And uh, so that's been good. I've been enjoying doing those. Um, and I mean, usually, I've said it to you before, I'm quite a placid person and there's nothing really that riles me too much. Uh, but something that obviously I hear talk about, because uh, I put myself forward for this show. Uh, and there is something that's just really really pissed me off i think more than anything else that's going on uh i just so i i kind of that's why i've put myself forward for this because i want to get it off my chest it's been with me for the past two to three weeks so i'm looking for a good release tonight and i'm, I'm just going to sort of like spray all over you and and your you two are going to relieve me of my stress and tension it's been it's been building up it's been building up and it's uh, you know i'm i'm on the cusp of um, uh so anyway no i'm waiting to see how i'm waiting to see for when the analogies run out should i get a towel for my ears ready for when you do unleash you you should a big beach towel something massive okay see I was going to say that it's perfect because you are now entering the bowels of what we call the 60 minutes with tower. We've added this kind of cesspool of discussion way down deep below the rectum of where we purge everything. So this is a perfect place for you to be. Mm, Yes. And and it's lovely to be here. I have to say, you know, uh... (laughs) sorry, the smell. I tried to get someone to clean up, but you know, well, you know, (laughs) it's always a mess around. I know. So like, you know, if you look at the, the different wings of the 60 minutes with, uh, um, tower, shall we say? Obviously, I've got lofty heights with the uh, the entertainment show with Dave. That's where we that's that's if you like that's the palatial area. 
So that's where Dave likes to go. And then you've got the ABC of gaming, which is just off the, one of the wings off that. And then, as you say, we start to then go down the to the the dungeons and the the sex dungeons. I like to I like to think of it the bowels, the, the of bells, the, the sixty minutes with tower. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the sort of the area where they throw all the shit, isn't it? You know, but where Dave throws his shit out the window. Yes, <laughs> we navigate the winding, seemingly endless curves and and flows of where we go, and have no idea until all of a sudden we're spat out the backside. <laughs> That's it, and it's lovely <laughs> to be here. You know. So. <laughs> It's a fun place to be. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to kick us off because one of the things, and I mentioned this during one of our ABCs of Fording Ahead, I think, I like to think anyway, I have a pretty good mental toolbox of positivity, which is ironic that I host the ranch show. But there are things that really, really set me off. They're my triggers. And one of them is when technology fails. And really on the heels of that is when people that are supposed to be experts in their field continue to fail on top of the technology. And I'm going to start this one off. Where I work during the day, I've got a, a day job in radio where I get to be on for morning drive to work radio, tell people what's going on, the time, temperature, introduce the news, interview guests. We've had a computer that we always record all of our shows since the very beginning of the modern technology era because it, it was it's very easy for someone who thinks they heard you say something that they didn't like and they want to get you fired. And so they call the station. They go, I can't believe so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that. And, I, and the number of times where management initially believes the caller comes after me. And I'm like, I didn't, I don't know what they're talking about. And we go pull the tape, which is right why it's there. So we can go listen and say, oh, see, he didn't say anything close. Now, maybe you interpreted it or maybe you heard something or maybe you were even in, in some cases listening to a, the wrong station but we always keep a recording. So I love the ability to be able to record the shows and keep them archived just for that reason. And this one computer at my station that unfortunately is shared by other hosts as the show goes throughout the day was working fine until all of a sudden, about two and a half, three weeks ago, no audio. I go to hit record. Uh, we use Audacity, which many people are, are used to, to using for audio work. I hit record. It says no audio device present. I'm like, well, well, how is that possible? We have a, the computer. Nobody's moved it. It's sitting right here. So I fiddle with it a little bit. Cannot get it to work. I'm like, you know what? That's not my job. I'm not the IT person. I tell my manager. Next day, come in. It's still telling me device not found. No audio. I'm like, okay, what the hell? I told my manager. He said, okay. So I text him. Like, he's like, oh, I forgot to forward it. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so you didn't forward the message to the IT team knowing that that's the one thing we're supposed to do is record the shows and you're the freaking manager. So I remind him, I'm like, okay, can we send the message? So the message goes out. Well, this is a Friday. Saturday, I come in. I try to do my show. I'm fine. But then uh, the guy that follows me because of all of what's going on right now isn't allowed in studios. So he has to Skype in. Well, not only can I not record, it never occurred to me for to test this ahead of time. Not only can I not record because the audacity doesn't recognize there's no sound device. Guess what doesn't also work? Skype. Because you need to have a sound freaking device for the sound for the person to come in to go out over the air. So now he has to call in on the phone and it sounds like ass compared to a Skype connection. He was so angry with the show. He didn't even post it online afterwards. So then Monday, I'm like, we have got to get this fixed. The guy shows up from IT, and I swear to God, this is where I want you guys to jump in because I, you've got to have a similar story. Guy shows up from IT. I explain everything I've done, everything I'm doing. 
I walk out for a second while he starts to feel, he goes, oh no, man, your audio's fine. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, I plugged a CD into the CD drawer and I put my headphones into the headphone jack and I hear audio. I was like, dude, did you try the software to make sure that the driver is responding to the actual application that has to, re- uh, has to pick up the sound? Oh no, I just kind of put a CD in and it worked. Dude, tell me you're not better than this, okay? Come on. So I, I said, here's, here's Audacity. I pull it up and I hit record. Device not found, no sound driver. I, play, I pull up my Microsoft uh, a player or whatever, media player. I try to play something. No device found, no sound. He's like, oh man, yeah, that's not good. I'm like, no shit, it's no good. <laughs> oh my God, I got so angry. Chris, I needed to actually walk out of the room, count to five, breathing slow. I was so angry at this guy that was supposedly the IT expert who wouldn't even bother to really troubleshoot the problem. Uh, did he ask you to turn it off and on again? Because <laughs> that's... Oh, that was... <laughs> that's the usual response okay, you get so from IT, isn't it? I went through, I said, I said, I tried to reinstall Audacity. I tried to reinstall the driver. I actually rebooted the machine all prior to having... And saying, you know what? It's not my job to tinker with this computer. Plus, I don't want to get yelled at because I've been yelled at before because it's not my job. Even though my background from IBM was in IT support. I mean, I, I, I managed an entire technical support team across all of North America. But no, no, I'm not allowed to, like, fiddle with the computer in the room. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that just chaps my ass. It gets me so angry with not only did the technology fail, but then the person whose job it was to fix it didn't even bother to really make sure it was working. That's bad. That is bad. I had something similar at... Uh a university I used to teach at, and when I first started there, went into the audio recording room, and there's an air conditioning in there. Obviously, it's air conditioning, so all you can hear is... And it's an audio (laughs) recording room. So I'm going, okay, so how do we turn this off? There's no switches in there to turn it off. Oh, you've got to go and see, um, you know, this this IT guy. Oh, okay, so I got in touch with him, and he comes in. Well, what's the problem? I said, okay, just let's be quiet, have a listen. How about that? How about what? I said, how about that hum that's going? Yeah, that's the air conditioning. Yes, I know it's the air conditioning, but it's making a noise and this is an audio recording room. It took me over a year, with no exaggeration, over a year before I could get it switched off. I jumped through so many hoops, uh, which included going up into the the loft of the... (laughs) In, into the loft of the university, and and this took about a month of emails to get the proper clearances for me to go up there. Then I had a key, and then I got uh, I could open this box where you could switch off different things. After all this time, it was the wrong box. It was the wrong switches. It didn't turn off the air conditioning in that room. Um, yeah, and so many things happened and didn't happen, the whole process of something as as simple as turning off an air conditioning so you could record nice, clean audio was horrendous, mate. Absolutely horrendous. So, yeah, I can uh, definitely sympathize with you on that one. I don't get that. I don't get... First of all, I don't understand somebody who's designed a sound booth for recording that has a a vent so close to wherever the compressor (laughs) is that you can actually hear it. I mean... That's like the basics of sound recording. Yeah. You don't want any other sound but the person who's actually in front of the microphone. Just, it blows my mind, the stupidity of most people. <laughs> so, yeah, so, it was it was bad from the planning stage, definitely. So I'm kind of like the, 
if you like, in my old job, which was nothing at all to do with IT, really, at all. We use computers, you know, um, but I've got a general aptitude when it comes to using computers. I've no real, I've got no qualifications at all, but I'm happy to sit down in front of them. Somebody asked me, you know, to do something, uh, you know, can you do this with a document or can you do this with a program or can you, it's not working. The monitor isn't working properly. This isn't turned on or this doesn't happen. It's not printing. So in my old job, I would be the one person in an office of about 25 that people would say, Chris, can you come and help me with this? Or Chris, can you have a look, see why this isn't working? Or Chris, do you know how to do this? Which is generally fine for 95% of the time, I would say, because I'm, you know, a helpful kind of guy. But then there are times where I'm doing some other something else or I'm busy doing something. And, you know, it's kind of like, Chris, can you do this? And all you want to say is, will you just fuck off? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the <laughs> IT person, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, so I'm generally that kind of person that if something does go wrong, I know you said that you're not allowed to tinker with your computers, but they were perfectly fine with me doing with it, you know, from the manager, all the way from the manager down to the, any, you know, whoever else was in the office. Like, Chris. So w- when I left my uh, old job last year, and I, I was like saying, I, I actually said to them, I don't know what the hell you're going to do if you have a problem with IT. Now I'm leaving because it's like you actually are going to have to get IT out to do some bloody work. So, yeah, I was, I'm that kind of guy that, um, you know, that helpful person that then people take the piss out of. And, you know, can you do this for me, Chris? Can you help me with that, Chris? So, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do that thing, you know, when somebody says like that? Because I've had it. Oh, can you, can, can you have a look at this? The computer's done something or other. And then while you're doing it, set their screensaver to some pornographic image. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> I've never done that before. And they don't know. And then set the screensaver for like five minutes or whatever. And then if they don't touch it, up it comes. And they don't usually don't know how to change it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's always good for a laugh. Yeah, that's the one thing that um, as the organisation became more corporate, shall we say, uh, they took that ability away from you because they can't trust us to have our own <laughs> pictures or have our own screensavers yeah. or you're not allowed to have personal items on the desk. You know, it has to be a sanitised area. That Even on your desk, not on your desktop, nothing on your actual desk? No, it has to be. It's clear <gasps> wow. uh, desk policy. So you, it basically, it's not your desk, you know. And I think this is becoming more popular, uh, uh, you know, if you like, or more prominent, uh, you know, in workplaces that, the if you like, the, the Gone are the days of you having your own desk. You know, it's it's kind of a free-for-all. First come, first serve. So, yes, they introduced all those kinds of things. So then, yes, you weren't allowed to even fiddle with your own desktop. If you tried to change the screensaver or, you know, what was there, the picture, sorry, you're not allowed. So treat you like children. Wow. See, I think that's just stupid because, hmm. and I get it, somebody somewhere walked past someone's open cubicle and didn't like the picture someone had of their wife or husband or had a flag or had something and they complained. And you know what? In our current society, it's just easier to say zero tolerance. Nobody can decorate your desk for shit. Yeah. It's got to be blank and plain and, and milk toast and blah. Yeah. And then we can't figure out why employees have no motivation. We, we weren't mm-hmm. allowed to have a calendar on the wall. And I'm not talking like, you know, um, like a calendar that you might get if you walk into a garage or something, you know, you're going to get your car fixed <laughs> with somebody's tits out or whatever. Um, <laughs> although we did do that. You find ago, that but offensive? Still, 
No, I don't. <laughs> Not but, at all. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, you weren't even allowed to have a calendar on the wall. Why the fuck not? You know, it's like the, the things like that. And like when the World Cup was happening, um, we used to do uh, like a, you know, we keep the scores. You know, it's sort of like a, a, a chart, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Fuck. What? Seriously? What the fuck? So in our new uh, office where I work now, we're allowed to do stuff like that, which is perfectly fine. Yes. They even sent a... Uh, directive down that if you had your own mug which was left on the desk that you were working at for the day and it was there the next day the cleaners had been ordered to throw them away <laughs> are you kidding me no. and it was like seriously i know that you want to sort of push this agenda of clear desk policies and all that kind of stuff i'm going on to a different rant altogether here but it, you know which is that's their that's their prerogative. That's, for, you know, whatever. I just work there. So, but if that's what they want to do, then fine, go ahead. But it's like you're going from one extreme where it's been, people have been used to sort of like having their own stuff and whatever, to having totally nothing and being, you know, having your stuff essentially thrown away um, mm. if you don't adhere to their policy. It's a bit much. And it's, it makes you think, Oh bloody hell! Somebody's got a bit of fucking power, aren't? Haven't they? <laughs> you know, they're sort of they're, they're they're demonstrating their their power. Bloody hell! You know, this bugs the crap out of me, Dave. I know you and I probably of that of that generation where we believed when you were promoted or when someone was promoted to management, we believed they had the ability to like make decisions. And apparently, that's not the case anymore. Apparently, they just put someone in charge who just says. Sorry, it's zero tolerance. It comes from on high. I can't make any decisions for myself. I'm just here as a figurehead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they gave us all... Oh, it drives me it, bonkers. Yeah, they gave us all the same mugs as well. You weren't allowed... <laughs> they were, you weren't allowed to have your own mug. You know? It's like a freaking commercial. Remember the very first Apple commercial where, like, everybody was, like, robots and they were all, like... I don't know if, Dave, you remember the one? Like, they yeah. were all, like, automatons and yeah. it was all, like, almost, like black and white or almost like a uh we call it the sepia tone and all of a sudden it's like don't follow with everyone else and it's like apple is different and boom it's like oh color and cool yeah apparently we've gone back to the days of we're all just a bunch of automatons following a line to following in the line you know taking orders don't think for yourself don't do mm -hmm. anything neat don't do anything cool don't stand out don't be creative <laughs> and for god's sake don't think yep bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah got it <laughs> You know what? I hope a lot of people that have to be working from home right now realize how much better it is to actually be surrounded by things you love. I don't know. Maybe not everybody's suited for work from home. But when I was with IBM for the last probably eight years that I was with them, I was reclassified as a work from home employee because what I did didn't make sense to be spending money on office space. So I loved it. And I actually worked more, was more productive, tended to be online more because it, my computer was always there. Mm -hmm. It, I loved it. I and to this day still love being a remote employee. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I mean, I've been at home since March, but you know, it. It is. I'm in, enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. There are times where I want to throw the kids out the window, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but generally speaking, it's nice. You know, because you've got your own creature comforts. You know, you kind of like you said, you'll you'll be more sort of you'll feel more inclined to open up your computer when you wouldn't necessarily do it. Like, say, seven o'clock this evening or whatever, I just, mm -hmm. I just opened it up, had a quick look, see if there's anybody responding to anything, blah, blah, blah. And it's So 
I'm more actually inclined to do stuff as opposed to sort of sticking to that stringent nine to five or whatever it might be. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm more relaxed to do it. So I think it's going to be become the norm, you know. I want Dave to weigh in on this, but my second daughter down during this, um, she got hired right out of college. She graduated a year early. I'm so thankful. She actually is now too, because she actually had a graduation ceremony, which was great coming out of college. And she got a job with a marketing company and she got a job, her, her career or her, her degree was in marketing and, and social media management. And she's working. She's got a job actually in her degree, which I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> and she got reclassified as work from home. And she said, the weirdest thing. I used to look at the clock and I couldn't wait between like five and five 30. It was how quickly can that needle get to the five 30 mark so I can clock the fuck out and go home. Mm. And she said, now it'll be eight 30 at night. I'm thinking, well, I should probably double check if they replied. I should, I should bring, make sure that this posted or let me just follow up since I'm here anyway. And she said, I now get it. When you told me when I was a, a kid, how, you know, working from home, I was watching you. I didn't understand it. Now I'm doing it. I love it. And I said, well, maybe we'll, we'll have a new, more streamlined workforce that takes advantage of the technology around us. Mm, yeah. I think if you've got that work ethic in you anyway, you're really going to take advantage of it when you work from home rather than being in that. Like we've already said, if you're in that sterile environment where you can't even have your own fucking cup in front of you <laughs> and you're going, <laughs> right. Christ, get me home quick. You, I think you will be more productive at home. Yeah. No wonder people, I, I got to be honest, no wonder people have no motivation at work. I hear this all the time. Oh, God, I hate work. I hate going to work. Work sucks. I'm like, well, okay, first of all, you either pick the wrong career or you're working for the wrong place. Because if you figure out what you love and you do what you love, you'll never really work a day in your life. I mean, you'll be busy. You'll be doing things, but it won't feel like, like you're under the, the thumb of a taskmaster. You know, you'll feel like you're doing something worthwhile. So I guess... You know what? If I could put a positive spin on a, on a rant, I wish everybody could just figure out what it is they love to do and figure out how to just make enough money to survive doing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be ideal. All right, Dave, we kind of went on that one and we, we found out that Chris actually is, has some deep-seated rants that he didn't even know <laughs> yeah. about. So we brought those to the <laughs> yeah, surface. You haven't even got to his rant and he's it is already, well, you did say you were going to explode all over us, Chris. That was, you did. That was like a, it was a huge pre-come of rantage already <laughs> from you. That, that, yes, that was, that was a little bit of, you know, kind of premature ejacula ejaculation. <laughs> but as I'm still relatively young, I think I can go again. Don't, don't be. You've still got the full load in you. Well done, that man. Yeah, I managed to, Excellent. I managed to pinch it off at the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should, should, should we then go to you or should we let Dave go and let you just kind of really build up a good head of steam? It depends if you want to edge him or not, Alan. Do you want to, you know, do you want to leave him just hanging there or do you want to just let him <laughs> no. release while he's know. going? I'll go to Dave. The sense of anticipation will keep, keep me excited. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. Let me get on the intercom here. Okay. Uh, I need a couple of fluffers over to the green room. Chris is going to need to stay in ready position for when we call him to camera. Thank you very much. All right. So we got that all set. The fluffers are on the way. Dave, what do you got? Uh, I've got something that is, I will hold my hand up, is incredibly petty, but I'm sure it's something that both of you uh, and hopefully everybody listening can relate to. And it sort of piggybacks a little bit from what you said, Alan, uh, in the fact of not specifically technology, but an inanimate object really getting my oh, heckles up. <laughs> And it's, some, it's something as ridiculous as a petrol pump um, or a, a gas pump, I guess it would be over where you are. Yeah. 
For, okay, okay, disclaimer, for you American idiots, the <laughs> gasoline pump. <laughs> isn't it funny we call it gas here and nobody thinks about it? Like, what, isn't gas supposed to be like uh, 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 floating in the air like it's a gas? I thought that when I was object? a kid, yeah. When I heard from America when I was a kid, I was going, gas? They put gas <laughs> in their cars over there? Not knowing that it was short for gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the weirdest thing. And then, of course, I tell people like, of course, in the UK, or when we've gone traveling, you get petrol. Like, petrol, uh, what are you, like, super fan? I'm like, shut up, you dick. I mean, you're just being an ass. <laughs> hey, people have different terms, okay? Yeah. I'm just going to call you a fucktard. How about that? All right? <laughs> so well, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so, so a gas pump is your yeah, main existence, one specific right? one. Now, we've got, we've got a few, even though we, you know, even though we live in Wales and it's rural all around us, we've got a few petrol stations around us, but there's one specific one that we go to. And obviously, it's because it's the cheapest one. That's why we go to it. Now, we, we always put, as a rule, 30 quid, 30 pound, 30 pounds sterling into it. Uh, the reasons being that if it's any less, you know, well, obviously, you have to fill it up more. And if it's any more, well, it costs a bit too much. We found that, that as a rule, 30 pound lasts us for as long as we want to do. Now, of course, over the last few months, we've been using nowhere near the amount of fuel that we used to do. But this, this is something that has been going on for such a long time, and I've I just had to rant about it now. So we go and we pull up at the garage and we pull up at this pump. And for some strange reason, the first couple of times I started using it, I just pulled up at the same pump. I think the other pumps were busy to begin with. And I'd pull up and I'd go, okay, I'll put 30 quid in because we know that leaves enough for the shopping and the rest of the stuff we want to do. And that, you know. But so then I'm going, okay, so you, you put it in, it's ticking, tick, 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 and it'll get to like 29 pounds, 80, blah, 29 pounds, 90, 91, 92, okay. And then you take your finger off and you just squeeze it. 29 pounds, 94, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 30 pounds and a penny. And you're going, you bastard. <laughs> you bad. And I've got 30 oh quid. God. I've got 30 quid in my hands because I'm old school <laughs> and carry cash. And yeah, you're right. Okay, so the next time we go, and this was pure just chance, I ended up at the same pump. Getting there again. Okay, wait. Same fucking thing happened, right? Twenty nine ninety nine, and you just tickle it, just tickle it with your finger. Who uh, thirty pounds and a penny on you, motherfucker? <laughs> so yeah. then, then it became I personal. So relate. <laughs> it became personal then. Okay, I thought, right, you bastard, I'm gonna have you. So. Even though the next time we went, other pumps were free, I pulled up to this same fucking pump, right? And I was determined, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this time. And I got it up and, and got to 29.99. And I was, but <laughs> well, actually, no, before then, like 29.95. And I thought, right, I'll practice. What sort of pressure do I need to put on, on the pump, the trigger on the pump, just to tickle it up a penny at a time? Yeah, there, there we go. One penny. Again, one penny gets to 29.99. I do exactly the same as I've been doing before. Thirty pound and a penny. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there, right? And I'm there. I and I am. It got to the point. Tina's pissing herself in the car because she knows what's going to happen. I'm going fucking thing. <laughs> so we get there, and you will not believe that it was like something from a movie. Next time we get there, because I thought I'm talking to Tina in the car, going maybe it's a fault with that particular pump, and that it it can't hit thirty pounds, but. Surely, you know, surely won't do that anyway. Go the next time again. <laughs> Honestly, I pull up to that pump all set to take it on. And it was teasing me. The person before that had used it had stopped it on £30 exactly. 
<laughs> and I was thinking, you bastards, how have you done that? So it's possible. I know it's possible. And I'm doing it. £29.99, £30 and a penny. And I still haven't done it to this day. I've still not done it. Can't get it to work. And I can't Dude, get it to work. I can so relate to that. I, apparently, we suffer the same mild anxiety disorder where it comes, I want to pay an even amount. And then I get irrationally <laughs> angry when it goes one penny freaking over. I almost, you know what? In honor of your Clint cast, I almost think I need to like, put in the little whistle of like, I could imagine a little short video of you approaching the gas pump and the pump is there and you're there and it's like, <laughs> and a little, little, you know, tumbleweed goes floating by. It's like, I got you this time. Yes. You know? And it's like, and it goes, oh, one penny over. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. But there's, even if people have don't use petrol pumps, um, there's got to be times, you know, where an inanimate object just pisses you off for some reason and then and i know it's ridiculous but it does become sort of this war between you and it that you're going to get the better of it even though it's just an object you're thinking i'm going to fucking get the better of you <laughs> and it's it crazy. becomes personal it does it does you know I, I totally relate the minute you started talking about squeezing to the exact dollar you know how stupid it is for me i have embraced cashless society i have gone completely debit or apple pay or whatever i'm which bothers me because i'm every now and then someone's like oh you got a couple of dollars for tip i'm like oh shit i don't have any cash what do i do mm -hmm. but i even though i could pay 2501 and it doesn't matter it's the principle of the thing <laughs> i only wanted to squeeze 25 once i hit 01 <laughs> you know what i do i gotta round this up to 50 now i'm gonna find a way i know they say don't keep squeezing don't overfill <laughs> fuck you i'm overfilling it till i get to 2550 at yeah. this point I'm even squirting the fuel all over the floor just to yeah, get to 15. Yeah. It becomes a bit of a game at that point, isn't it? It's like 25, shit. I'll get it to 26. Bollocks. I'll get it to 27. <laughs> Fuck. I'll, I'll get it to 29. <laughs> shit. I think I've actually squeezed 18 gallons into a 17-gallon tank before just to fucking get the pump to be even. <laughs> yeah. I think that, haven't they started to introduce some, um, like, petrol stations like you can press a button and that's the limit that it will put in or that's the limit that it will set. You, yeah, you can do. But remember where we are, Chris. This Sorry, is yeah. like, I'm surprised we don't have to hand pump the fuel <laughs> into the fucking car. Yeah. These, are, these are old <laughs> ones. Yeah, these are not even digital displays. These are ones that do tick over and oh, click over. Oh, there's still the analog ones that roll? Yeah, yeah. No, it's an old school one. Really? Yeah, so yeah. We had those in the 70s. <laughs> Oh no! I think they were just installed here last year. We did. We did have the hand pumps before then. Wow! Uh, let's yeah. explain to our audience. You live in Wales, mm -hmm. in sheep country, so yes. there's not a lot of technology. There's not. No, not really. No. But you do have no. a fish and chips van that will deliver you some really good food. If we were recording this on a Friday, um, about half past eight in the evening, you and people have heard it in the podcasts as it as it goes past. Yeah, our fish and chip fan. Wow, mm. awesome! You know, I think everyone, like you said, I think no matter what the story is, we have all battled the inanimate object. That is a fantastic story, and another reason why I'm glad I I'm glad we came together because that is a story. I would have never thought about telling until you did it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the exact same kind of person. <laughs> Maybe we're both messed up. <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. I will. If ever I get it on 30 quid though, I will take a picture <laughs> and post it on our Twitter. <laughs> and it, or, or Actually, it should be a little video of me just like doing a lap of honor around the, you know, the, the grounds of that garage. <laughs> 
a video of you laughing, yeah, going, just <laughs> flipping the bird to the petrol pump. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, that is awesome. That is that is great. That is what this show is all about. <laughs> all right, we got to go over to Chris. Oh, I'm ready. Because I am dying to know. Because oh. after all of this, he has been working up his wad. Let's, uh, we bring Chris to the set. We need to get the money shot. Chris, <laughs> the floor is yours. Okay, I'll try not to be too premature again. So but this is this is something that has really, really rankled me and, and pissed me off because of a number of reasons, which I'll get into. So um, The Last of Us 2. Have you heard of that? It's a video game that's due to be released mm-hmm. uh, on the 19th of June. Um, come, it's an exclusive to Sony, so it's only going to come out on the PS4 initially and then probably PS5. Um, the original was released in 2013. So if you think about that, the, that game came out seven years ago. I mean, pretty much to this seven years ago next week on June the 14th. That's crazy to think about that. Anyway, then it was remastered for the PS4 and it's a brilliant game by a developer called Naughty Dog who make the Uncharted games, which I know Alan, you've heard of. You oh, talked about them before. You know what? Let me insert only here because we've talked about the ABCs of gaming and I love listening I've never been a console gamer, but because my daughters are, I've watched them run through so many of these story-based cinematic video games, so I know the games without ever having played them. And The Last of Us was brilliant. And then the preview trailer that came out was better than most movies I have ever yeah. seen. So I can't, I couldn't wait for it to come out so I could watch my girls play it. Yeah, and, and so th- there are some developers that, you know, don't release, they're not prolific, put it like that. They don't release games um, very often. But when they do their events, and I think Naughty Dog fall into that camp. They're a bit like Rockstar, you know. They're one of the most talented developers out there. And, you know, rightly so, because the, the, the games that they put out, they're always quality. They're always fun and interesting and exciting. So I loved The Last of Us. I thought it was uh, was great. It was a really interesting story. Uh, devastating opening, you know. And, and even now... It's sort of like I don't still want to. I don't want to say what it what, what happens, but it's something that happens. You know that kind of really. Now I'm a father. You kind of um, you know you feel it more basically, and then you know the, the relationship between these characters, Joel and Ellie. Anyway, fast forward. Um, PS4 comes out, and then there's a new uh, remastered version of it. But then they announced the The Last of Us Two. Inevitable, really, because the first game was was such such a success, and kind of I suppose ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger. So it's been delayed a few times, which I've got no problem with. Um, I understand people get frustrated because they're excited to play the game. And as the game is is coming to the release date, then all of a sudden, you know, sorry, but we've got to work on the game a bit more. So people get a bit pissed off with that. But at the end of the day, I would prefer the game to be in its best possible form as opposed to a game that's got a few problems, you know. So I'm happy to wait anyway. This story came out in uh, it was around the 27th of April and it was that some asshole decided to post massive spoilers and videos online on YouTube, Reddit, um, social media from The Last of Us 2, which were apparently, I haven't watched them, luckily, uh, but which were, you know, really key to the story. Uh, about you know the, the Last of Us Two, 
And you know, so so this was doing the rounds, and initially was thought to be a disgruntled employee from Naughty Dog because of apparently working long hours and all this that and the other. Don't think that's the case anymore. I think Sony have come out since then and they've investigated it, and they don't believe that it is actually somebody who works internally on the game. So anyway, then there was an update the following day, and uh, you know, tr- but basically. Sony have tried to sort of pull the footage from YouTube and appeal to people not to watch it. You know, that should experience the game together, if you like, when it's released. So, this has pissed me off because it's taken years of hard work from the, the, the developers, loads of work, you know, if you like, the, the blood, sweat and tears, to use a cliche, of, of the people who've, who've spent Hours, hundreds of hundreds upon hours, years of their life to make something that means something to them. And somebody within a matter of minutes and seconds has decided, you know what, fuck all that. I'm going to actually release some footage of the video of the game. I'm going to release all this because I can. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? You, you know, you must have something wrong with you. You know, something that, whether it's a, a needy thing, like, look, I can do this, so I'm going to. Or, you know, something in, in your mind that is broken to think that that is a good thing to do. So, you know, not only for the people that have worked on this for so long, but for the people like me who are really excited to play the game when it comes out, knowing pretty much nothing. And I know, Dave, we've had this conversation before about movies. You don't watch trailers for films that you know you're going to watch uh, for the first time. No, I don't. Because no. you just don't want to know anything about it. You want to experience mm, that exactly, for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Now, I have watched a bit of footage in terms of like the, the trailers that were put out officially, you know. Um, so, but I've been I'm lucky enough to avoid this stuff. Now, I am on social media. Now, social media as well. We've said many times before can be a minefield for this kind of stuff. Not just for video games, but for Spoilers for anything, you know, spoilers for Avengers uh, Endgame, you know, and, and so mm-hmm. you, you sort of, you, you take things that you hold dear to you, but you, you take that into, into you know, and, and you, 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 there's a risk attached by going on social media because mm. some wanker might thinks it's a good idea to put this out there because they can. And I think that's really annoying but it's also really sad at the same time that somebody has felt the need to do something and you know something that you hold precious and dear and just basically fucking you know run a, a truck over it you know because and it, yeah. and, and, and this so, sorry dave i know yours was kind of like a bit of a light-hearted thing but this has fucking annoyed me to think that somebody has done this and it's so annoying and it, don't, i mean i don't know that and I'd say it's similar, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, it sounds like the the same type of people that will come out of a, a major cinema release. They'll come out of it, and there's people queuing to go in, and then they'll shout the ending and spoil the ending, and then think it's really funny. You know, oh, so and so died at the end of that, ha ha ha, and then think it's great. You know, it's that same mindset, isn't yeah. it? That Alan, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but it's as you can probably tell, it's annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, the whole time you've been talking, I've been trying to say, stop talking, stop interrupting, let him get the story out because I'm ready to fucking explode. It's, it's, it's the same asshats 
who bring in a video camera and film a movie in the movie theater and then release it and say, ah, I got the movie for free. You can watch. I, it drives me nuts. It's this, this idea that we've got this great technology. We've got all these tools and then people use them for the most like just devious methods. I just, I hate it. Um, I got a buddy who likes to go, oh, hey, did you know what happens in this? Do you know what happens? It's like, no, I don't fucking want to know. I don't care how you know. I don't care what dark web circles you want to go play in. I'm going to wait for the movie to come out or I'm going to wait for the video game to come out. I have no problem watching. I'm, I'm different than Dave. I don't mind watching trailers to movies that are officially from the studio or game trailers from a studio or whatever. But people who feel like it's my job to spoil your fun. And I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, they, they get joy out of ruining other people's enjoyment. Mm. And I don't understand what kind of mental freaking retardation you're suffering from that you think that that's funny. Yeah, uh, uh, exactly. And that's a, there's got to be something wrong. There's got to be something that is, like I said, the only way I can think I can try and justify it in my head is that they've got something that, that's that, that's broken there. <laughs> it's like, exactly. it's not, and, and to, to think that it's, it's or you know a good thing to do that. I, I I just I can't get my head around it. I really can't get my head around it, and it it does ruin it for for everyone. You know it, it's it it's um I, I you know trailers with spoilers in the the studios do that I guess to hype people up and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes we've said it before, isn't it? Sometimes you, you know you watch this trailer and you might as well watch the whole fucking film because of everything yeah. that's in it. But that's. You know, a risk you take. That is a different thing, yeah, though, to that, this, that's the risk it? you take. This, this is, is somebody who's, yeah. ta- you know, who's, who's essentially stolen sort of like footage that isn't intended to be seen until people have have got the game in their hands. Now, I, it's almost like a race to the bottom because of with YouTube and, um, you know, Twitch and, and, you know, people wanting to be known and recognised. I think you and Ben mentioned this in the last rant show about that person who did that video, which was bullshit, you know, but because they wanted likes and because they wanted, I don't think it was Adam, wasn't it? I think because they wanted likes, um, you know, and they wanted people to look at me, you know, that's the thing, isn't it? I think it's, it's this whole... This, this, you know, the the, the way that we are at the moment, the, the, you know, the technology is there for people to just spread it like you know kind of instantly isn't it and it's this this whole look at me and it's it's bullshit and it's annoying and it and it does ruin it for the genuine fans out there who you know I'm excited to watch it uh, to to play the game but I get, I've got other things in my life to keep me occupied until I can so I can't be asked to do this bollocks mm. that's the thing but, and you've been waiting 7 years though and everybody else has been waiting 7 years and people have been working hard seven years, well, more probably than seven years to get it done. And then somebody thinks, yeah, I'll just spoil it for everybody. Yeah. Pricks. I don't, know if, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had to read Dante's Inferno, but you know, he's got the nine circles of hell. I played hell. the video game. Mm-hmm. Those people, those people belong. <laughs> those people believe in the ninth circle, which is labeled for treachery. People who like to be treacherous. They like to do things to undermine the people who have put trust in them. And, you know, at the very heart of the ninth circle is Satan himself who's chewing on the most treacherous people. And one of them was Judas because he betrayed Jesus. So there you go. You got people who are betraying the really good people out there. So now at least you know which circle of hell he belongs mm. in. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm not joking when I said I played that game because there is a video game called Dante's <laughs> Inferno, and, and the, one of the fun parts of it was fighting a shit monster. Um, <laughs> yeah. That must be in the circle of gluttony. Is that like the sixth yeah. circle or something? So who says the video games aren't educational? <laughs> there you go. I learned all about. I learned all about Dante Alicari's Inferno from a video yeah. game. <laughs> awesome, Chris. You know what? You may have had the heavier of the three but it's no less uh, worthy of a rant. And honestly, of the three, probably the most worthy of an actual, mm-hmm. like, if you had to get put people up in arms, uh, pick the three, yours, one, yours is probably the most worthy because I hate spoilers. I hate people whose job it is or in their lives. Like, they're, they're self-appointed. I'm here to fuck up everyone's happiness, mm-hmm. and I hate mm-hmm. people like and that. And the, the, yeah. the online, um, you know, kind of, I suppose, the official... Uh, video game sites that I tend to look at, they're just as fucking bad because they obviously broke the story. And on one hand, they're saying there are spoilers. You know, if you don't want to avoid them, then don't go out your way to look for them. But if you want to click on this link, you can have a look. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Here, here, we've done the job of actually collecting all the video and you can just see it yeah, here. You pricks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wow. I I like it. I think that's a good one. I want to hear. I want to hear from people that listen to this episode. I want people to share uh, their thoughts on Twitter. Uh, the uh, you know at sixty minutes with you know what were the things like this that just really tick you off, especially if they were listening and they're hearing it and they're saying, oh, I know exactly what you mean. I want to hear because if you could trigger me and I wasn't even thinking about it, I can't be the only one. Mm. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Gosh, that was time is flying. We were having such a good time. We have come to the part of the program where I like to pose some eh, would you rather questions to our panel to find out, you know, a little bit more about them. What would they rather do if given two what seems like impossible situations? You guys ready to play? Mm, definitely. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go to the Grand Poobah first. We got to go to Dave on the opening one here. Dave, I. I wrote this with you in mind. And if you can't tell that with the question, then obviously you, <laughs> you don't know anything about me. But here okay. we go. Would you rather only have the Rambo movies in your collection or only have the Rocky movies in your collection? One oh. has to go. Which one and why? Oh. Well, this, this, is, <laughs> this is easier than you may well have thought because even though Rocky was the first... Stallone film I ever saw. It is it is the Rambo films that I always connected with the most. Uh, hence why I've got two Rambo tattoos and a shelf full of Rambo dollies behind me, as Tina calls them. <laughs> Even though they're bloody action figures, they are not dollies. <laughs> Rambo. It Don't was, you dare call them a doll. Don't you dare call them a dolly. They're uh, action yeah, Rambo. figures. <laughs> it would be Rambo. As much as I love the Rocky movies too, give me Rambo. Okay. Well, Chris, mm-hmm. you get to weigh in on that. If you had to give up one, which one would be in your collection? Which one would you keep? Does uh, does that include like Creed, the Creed movies as well? Um, I guess you can put them in if you think they're part of the Rocky franchise. Yeah, I, but, I, I uh, think they are personally. But okay, anyway, oh, this is a toughie. But and I love the Rambo movies, I do. But I think I'd probably keep the Rocky films. I came to those fairly late in life, if you like. I don't know if you remember Dave. I remember saying that on. Well, I think. It, when I was recording the same coin and I was saying like, you know, I've never actually seen the Rocky movies in their entirety. I've seen bits of them, but I've never seen them properly. So I went out and bought, I think it was 
through a conversation with you. So I went and bought the box set and then uh, watched them all from Rocky One to Rocky Balboa and and fell in love with them, you know, and I think that, that not just the character Rocky, but well, yeah, the, it's like it's contributed so much to not just cinema, but to real life as well, that kind of attitude and spirit. And I love that about Rocky. And I think, you know, I said it on the latest um, ABC Affording Head. I've got, you know, the the speech on uh, on my wall, you know, from Rocky Balboa about, mm-hmm. you know, it's not yeah. how hard you can hit. I love that. So I, I think I would keep the Rocky movies, definitely. Yeah. Well, I did. And you, you guys know as well, I did spend my 50th birthday running up the Rocky steps in Philadelphia. So, you know, they do, they still do mean a lot mm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, see, Rambo satisfies that inner desire to be able to get away with wiping out all of my enemies in one fell swoop. There's just something so primitive and carnal, and I love that. But I think I would have to edge it toward Rocky, where there's always that life lesson of whatever you dish out, you still got to become a better person at the end of the day. You still got to be true to yourself and try to be something bigger and better. And I kind of like that message, especially in today. So I think for me, it would be the Rocky movies I'd keep. Mm. <laughs> all right question two to chris oh. all right chris this is what happens when you reveal too much information in other podcasts ready <laughs> God. so you get to go to this massive mma style style bout like you are going to be in the center of an mma mma ring mma ring if i could say it properly <laughs> your kids are going to be there your family is going to be there your friends are going to be there well prior to showing up Mr. Slugworth approaches you and says, would you rather take a dive in the second round, failing in front of everybody you know and love, but you'll get $250,000, or you can take your chances on trying to win the prize, which is $100,000. Which would you do? Oh, gosh. Uh, So what? What, actually fighting? (laughs) Yes. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I see. I'm just imagining, you know, the first initial thought through my head was, my family are going to watch the shit get beaten out of me. Um, <laughs> um, oh, that's a, uh, well. So you got to take a dive yeah. and fail in front of everybody. Oh, oh, sorry. I left out one line. You can't tell anyone that that's why you took a dive. You have to make it look like you just got your ass beat, but you get 250,000 or you could stay in, try to earn it legitimately, win the prize, but it's only a $100,000 prize. Um, this is going to sound really sappy and really, uh, you know, kind of dull. <laughs> but I think I'd probably prefer to try and stay true to myself and do my best. I think if, you know, as my kids are getting older and my seven-year-old and having a conversation with her today, funnily enough, about, you know, um, you have to take responsibility for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> having one of those conversations with a seven-year-old, um, you know, and trying to drill it into her that there is, there isn't a white knight going to come and save you and and do things for you. You have to take st- responsibility for yourself. I think I would stay true to myself and do my best. And if I lost, I know I would know that I've tried my best, as opposed to taking the shortcut, you know, and um, and kind of having that secret, if you like. Because at the end of the day, money's not everything, is it? And uh, it, it, there's, there's that old saying, isn't there? You know, that kind of um, ten pound earned is better than a hundred pound that's just given to you you'll learn more from that so a really boring soppy 
answer, <laughs> but that's kind of where I would go with that. Dave? How can I say anything other than that after what Chris just said? I'll sound like a right fucking wanker. Go on, you'd take the money, wouldn't you? I'd, I'd be on my ass within two seconds and just give me a tenner. I'll be happy. <laughs> you negotiate uh, back. What happens if I go down to the first? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Can we do a deal here? That's what I tried to do to begin with. Negotiate with the, the shady Slugworth in the, in the alley. Yeah, yeah, go on. How long do I have to go for 50 quid? You know, you, to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just need to show up. Ding, ding, Dave collapses. That's <laughs> he it. passes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, I'll just use some excuse. Oh, sorry, kids. You, your dad's getting a bit old now. I, I could have had him in my youth. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky he didn't meet me 20 years earlier. <laughs> yes, he'd have, have lasted not even one round. <laughs> It's my back. I blame my back. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you got to give an answer. This has been fun. Which one are you going to pick? Oh, fuck. This, the this money is the one. or the ethics? <laughs> I'd, I'd have to go with the ethics, I've always said. with, And I've done it in real life, not a fight, but, you know, I have given up money for ethical reasons and moral reasons and earned less than I could have done because. So... Yeah, I'll go with the same as Chris. We're all on the exact same page. When I wrote it, I initially thought, you know what? Who cares? My kids see me. They got, I got my ass beat. You know, they're already mocking me at their ages anyway. I, you know, I've lost their respect. They're no longer little kids. They all like are mini adults. But then I thought to myself, I would know. You know, mm -hmm. I would yeah. know. Am I the kind of person who can be bought off that easily? Now, actually, I rewrote this question because initially I said a million dollars versus a hundred thousand. And I think that changed the dynamic. It'd be funny if I redo this question <laughs> yeah. in a different way and see where's the clip level before we decide, you know what? I have pride, but I also, a million dollars buys a lot of therapy. I can, I can deal with my, I can live with myself after. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we always used to have those conversations at school and at work, you know, the most worst, horrible, Im imaginable thing, you know, would you do it for 50 pounds? Uh, you know, <laughs> would you eat dog shit for 50 pounds? No. How about 500,000 pounds? Um, oh, I'm nibbling. I'm going to have a morsel of dog poo between my teeth. <laughs> so th there is always a, there is always a price, and like you said, the money does change the dynamic. But <laughs> but yeah, those those conversations are always fun. They are uh, to see where 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 is that where's that sticking point? Where's the or the tipping point? Where do you decide? Okay, you know what? I could live with myself after. Yeah. That's enough money to live with myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, Dave, this one's specifically for you once again. And I don't think anybody's surprised. You've only admitted it on about 500 episodes. But Dave, would yes. you rather spend all day followed by a personal dinner one-on-one -on -one with Paul Stanley of KISS or Gene Simmons of KISS? Ooh. Oh, dear. Um, I would. That is, that's another tricky one, you know. Uh, I think I would get the better stories, uh, from Gene Simmons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Gene Simmons. He, I'm warming even more to him as, uh, both he and I get older. He see, and he seems to be relaxing more in, even in interviews, he's, he seems to be more of himself and not the demon. Whereas Paul Stanley seems just to spout the, the line most of the time. 
And Gene's yeah, I have to agree with you in terms of Gene Simmons. He's so much fun in an interview. He doesn't give mm-hmm. a fuck about playing politically no. correct. <laughs> He's going to tell you what he thinks. You yeah. don't like it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm fucking Gene Simmons. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'd go with Gene. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, who would you pick? Uh, so you kind of uh, assuming that I know who these people are. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they do that song? Give me all your loving. All your hugs and kids. No, that's, that was somebody else, isn't it? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have heard of Oh, Ki- my God, Chris. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing a Metallica show with you. Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, Kiss, uh, uh, well, you know, I know of Kiss, obviously, because of Dave, you know, constantly fucking going on around him. Uh, but didn't they do that song, uh, the, the best song ever, which I was teased Dave about? I think when we did uh, oh, an 80s no. picture house song, um, it was Nick's um, crazy, 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 yeah. crazy, crazy. Wasn't that on the Unmasked album oh. where they came out uh, first time without makeup? No. No, that was on the crazy, that it was on oh, the it was crazy, crazy night. night. Okay, well, so that's the name of the album. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Were you playing that in the background? Yeah. So it, yeah. Uh, it was yes. <laughs> it's my it's my favourite Kiss song. What can I tell you? Um, no, I, so I can't profess to say I know a great deal about Kiss. I clearly don't. Um, so would you rather but, hang out with pretty um, much the lead singer, although Gene Simmons sings as well? Yeah, or the demon of Kiss guitarist Gene Simmons? Yes, I have seen an interview with Gene Simmons, and obviously I know him from films and stuff like that, which I've um, seen him in. So. Uh, I think it, I would imagine he's had a slightly more varied career than Paul Stanley. I do know who they are, but um, I, so and also, I think the tipping point for me would be um, because hasn't Gene Simmons shagged about three thousand women apparently, or something like that? More, more. I think it was four and a half, four and a half thousand. <laughs> there's, 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 like there's, there's an online <laughs> website tallying it right now. <laughs> He had his book, didn't he? He took Polaroids, didn't he? Apparently, of all really? he had his book with Pol- Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, so, I'd, yeah, I'd definitely be hanging around with him because, like, you know, especially if he's got Polaroids. I wanted to see that book. <laughs> <laughs> Spend the 24 hours looking at yeah, those. Just, just uh, going around the, the sort of like you know, the room in his mansion that is just full of Polaroids of the women he shagged. <laughs> all on the walls. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. Like some kind of a little kitsch bar where they put like their own little local decorations. It's just Polaroid after Polaroid of women in bed with Gene. (laughs) (laughs) Well, although I have a, I have a lot of respect for Paul Stanley as the lead singer of Kiss. I do think since Gene Simmons is also an actor and has been a pretty good dastardly villain in some movies that Mm, I've seen. mm, I think the idea of having the Hollywood connection along with the stories of being on the road with a rock band I, too, would pick Gene Simmons. So we are all on the same page. Mm, Good. All right, Chris. Yes. Here's one for you. This is a tough one because I don't even know how I'm going to answer this yet. So I'm going to let you two guys battle it out, and then I'll have to make a decision based on who makes a really good case. (laughs) Chris, would you rather live simply on an island with your family always around you, but have no electronics of any kind? Or live in a big city with all the conveniences you could possibly want, but you get to only see your family, including your kids, one day a month. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, earlier on when I said... You sa- better hope Kay wasn't listening and heard the long yeah, pause. You, you, you know, earlier on when I, I gave that really kind of like um, sappy, but, you know, sort of uh, virtuous answer about... Uh, staying true to myself and that you know this is more difficult 
<laughs> um, oh, God. I suppose See, I'm it's gonna... harder for you because your kids are still young. It's going to be a little easier maybe for me and Dave. Yeah. Oh, I, should, I suppose. See, there's like the heart and the head uh, sort of, isn't there? A, there's sort of like my... Uh, my my head is saying, "Oh yeah, I should stay with the kids and the, my family," <laughs> but you know, my my heart is saying, "Oh, video games, TV, <laughs> movies." You know, um, oh bollocks! No, your days as a podcaster would end if you didn't have those mediums to be able to review. I know. No, I, oh god, I can only base it on the answer that I've kind of, or if you like, the experience I've been living for the past three months or so. And as much as they do sometimes drive me insane, and I drive them insane too, um, I, I've enjoyed spending time with the family, you know, and having them around. And uh, it does, it does, uh, there are moments, like I said, jokingly, semi-jokingly, I want to chuck them all out of the window. Um, <laughs> but then I just think, well, I have enjoyed it. It's, it's so... Yeah, the boring answer again. Fuck it. I'll I'll spend time with them. Why not? You know. Okay. <laughs> the 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 island life, simply living, but you get all of them around you all the time. But no yeah. no electronics. Okay, no, Dave. What I'm, about you? I'm regretting that answer now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Already, <laughs> ten seconds later. <laughs> I'd love to see you on that island after like a year. <laughs> oh. Fucking get me off the. I'm gonna drown myself. <laughs> <laughs> He's already tried twice and failed. Yeah, tried to drown myself in the paddling pool outside. <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, families the, is the is the right answer because it is families everything, isn't it? And and on top of that, you have got nature. People don't appreciate nature anymore. Stuff happening around them that's missed because everyone's looking at a screen. So that that is the right answer. But just keep in mind that not only are you missing out on the technology, your kids are, and think of what your kids are going to be like with no iPads, smartphones, games consoles. They're going to be pretty fucking irritable too, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they'll be wishing, and they'll be going, Dad, why didn't you pick technology? We could have had it as well. We'd have been apart. You could see each other one day, one day a month, but we'd have had technology too. I think, I think actually, your kids would be really pissed off with that choice, yeah, and would have and have wished you'd have taken the other choice. So, on the basis of that, and putting my kids first and thinking of their needs, and this is purely for <laughs> their needs, not mine. <laughs> nice, and I want, spin. nice, and I want them to have the have them what they want and what makes them happy, which is the technology and everything, and. And I will make the most of that one day a month with them. And so I'm going to sacrifice what I would, what I personally would rather have, and I'm going for the technology option. Good answer, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> Note to self, I need to craft a more closed-ended question. I left it too open for Dave. Okay. Did it sound believable, <laughs> it though? Cut good. this bit out. Did it sound believable? It was good. It was <laughs> good awesome. Answer. Good. Okay. It was a really okay. good answer. So, um... I thought about this now after listening to you guys. I thought about it after writing it, and I have come to the conclusion that I love the phrase, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Ah, yes. <laughs> Very true. I love when my oldest girls that are out on their own, they've got their own place. We do a thing right now once a week called family dinner where they have an open invite. I just need to know if they're coming or not. They get a standing invite. We rotate. Whoever's turn goes next, picks the meal that I'm going to make for dinner. 
and it's been great. And you know what's great about it? At the end of the night, they go home, and I don't yes. have to hear them yeah. bick- bickering or yelling or arguing or acting like assholes to each other. So I would take <laughs> all of the modern conveniences because I find myself with a lot of joy the the other twenty eight or twenty nine days of the month. So yeah, I would pick the technology. That'd be good, Alan. You know what we could do as well? We could do a monthly podcast. Actually, we could do a weekly podcast and call it. What do you think Chris is doing on that island? <laughs> what would Chris be doing? Uh, is Chris still alive? Are his family still alive? Chris is like eyeing the tallest palm tree. Can I kill myself off of that one? Is that, is that tall enough or would I just break a leg and be miserable? All right. Got two more. Dave, here hmm. we go. Would you rather travel all the way across the country to see a band you hated, but you knew your significant other loved them, or wait and hope the band shows up closer to home and then go see it. Now, keep in mind, the band has not published their itinerary. They're making us the big come out and surprise fans. You never know where we'll be. Do you go all the way across the country where you know they are right now? Or do you gamble that they might show up closer? I've already done this. How about that? I've taken no, Tina. No, this is kind of sad. I know that because I listened to it. And I listened to <laughs> Tina in the in the music show recently. This is it. I've done it, mate. I t- I took it to London to watch Rufus fucking whiny Wainwright, <laughs> and I sat there and suffered. And I've done it. Hey, this is love. I've done it more than once as well to see Rufus fucking whiny <laughs> Wainwright. So yeah. Not only is that my choice, I'm, I've fucking done it. <laughs> and it's not affected me at all, he says, sat here twitching. <laughs> I've got this little, 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 little small twitch and little uh, in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> but you have done it. And you made I think uh, Tina said it very nicely in one of the previous episodes. Her cha- uh, sound, was it the Soundcheck theme show? Is that what they call it? The, oh, it's the theme tune show, yeah. Theme tune show that she said... You guys made a night of it. You had to stay the night and you just enjoyed yourselves. And you may have been sitting there cross-armed and just going, Jesus Christ, how long, much longer? But she, I think, loved the fact you did it. Oh, yeah, she, she, she does love the fact that I did it. And she does know that I fucking hated every minute that I was sat there as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what about you? Yeah, in, in the early days of, of our courtship, shall we say, shall we say, um, I would... I know, you can shay all you I want. I can shay... <laughs> If I could shade, it, it would be good. Um, no, I I would have done something like similar to Dave. I would have I would have done anything to I would have, you know to impress Kay. No, no I'm a bit more selfish. <laughs> this is somebody you're going to spend the rest of your life on an island with, with no technology. And I'm already regretting that answer. <laughs> the more I think about it, yeah. So I probably wouldn't do what Dave did because Dave's more nicer than i am and honorable. he's got a nobility to he him ha- yes he has <laughs> yeah and i tried to make out that i am with my first answer but i'm not i'm just an arsehole <laughs> <laughs> you know chris here's the thing part of me wants to believe right now if this was a real scenario i'd say you know what how long can the concert be can i sit through two or three hours of just nonsense but make my better half happy or would I just say, you know what, fucking, I'll buy the ticket, you go, make it a girl's night, I can at least have the computer to myself, and I'll be all alone. I think the honest answer is, I probably wouldn't go in real life, 
but my brain wants to say I probably should. Mm. Mm. So how do I answer? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Now that the kids are finally moving out, it might be fun to do that as a couple thing, but just a couple years ago, while I was just ready for any type of peace and quiet, I probably would not have subjected myself. I would have said, you know what? Uh, if they come closer, we'll go. Otherwise, too bad. Yeah. So here's an example of in our early days, um, Kay's friends invited us to go as a group to go and watch a live performance of Romeo and Juliet uh, in Stratford-upon-Avon, the, the home of Shakespeare and all that kind of stuff. I'm not into Shakespeare. I don't think, Alan, you are. But I'm not. I am. So I'm not particularly into it all. I, you know, I watch the movies. <laughs> I like the movies. I like the story and all that kind of stuff. But this, this, it, it was hot. It was a hot day. And the theatre that we watched in, they were the most uncomfortable fucking seats I've ever sat in. <laughs> where you, they bend you forward. You know, you don't, you can't sit and recline. They were wooden and you were bent forward. So you couldn't basically... You know, take your uh, your your you know eyes off the performance. Um, and luckily, I say luckily, Kay actually got sick <laughs> whilst we were watching this. <laughs> and she said, she said to me, "I feel sick." And I was like, "Really?" Because I was sitting there thinking, "Fucking hell, I've got another two hours of this." Um, and then That's she funny. said, "I feel sick too." She said, "I feel sick," and I said, "Okay, come on, let's go outside, get some fresh air." And she was sick, but once she was sick. She then felt better, and then we spent a lovely afternoon walking around Stratford, and um, and that was so that was a nice memory. But initially, it was the case of, right, should we go and watch Romeo and Juliet? And it's like, oh god, um, <laughs> yeah, why not? It sounds like fun, <laughs> but um, yes. And then I was so pleased that oh, she real actually pick got me see. up story. Woo, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever been happier that she's actually been sick before. Well, sorry, I am showing I am wow. a, a proper bastard. That's awesome. No, you know what? I think I think we're all in the same boat. So, all right, last one as we are rapidly running out of time. Chris, this goes to you. I left kind of a, a, a cream puff filled one, a, a nice pastry mm. for us to end on because this is going to be a great segue to start pitching some of the things that you do on 60 Minutes With. Chris, would you rather remember the movies you loved as a kid just the way they are in your memory or discover now as an adult, they really haven't aged well. <gasps> oh, see, I thought you were going to ask me which podcast would you rather record? The sound? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's coming up soon. <laughs> well, that, this will be my final appearance on this show because I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> um, but no, oh, that's actually not as bad as I would have thought because I've enjoying going back and watching the movies, regardless of whether I like them, because I just, again, sappy answer, but Adam's going to love me when I say this. I enjoy talking about the films with Adam, and I think that's part of the enjoyment of the, the watching the movies and then recording the podcast is actually just talking to Adam and shooting the shit and having a laugh. So that's probably the main reason why, you know, say regardless of whether we like the film or not, because we tend to find something funny to talk about them anyway, whether they're good or bad. And generally, they've been quite good. And it's usually, what I've noticed, is the sort of like, if you like, the lower budget end of the, the scale. The movies that are a, a bit crap, you know, for one reason or another, because of effects or acting, that kind of thing. They tend to be the ones that have fared better than the ones that have got a slightly bigger budget. Um, you know, The Golden Child springs to mind. Um, that isn't necessarily as good as you would have remembered. So, um, 
So yeah, that, that that's my answer. I, I I like to go back and rewatch the movies regardless of what they are like. All right, now before I go to Dave, if you didn't have a podcast show based on this very subject, would you feel the same? Uh, hmm. Ooh, that's a toughie. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't think about it as much, to be honest with you. I probably wouldn't watch them. I mean, I've got I, I, Dave and I've discussed this before. I've got like a comfort blanket selection of films from when I was a kid that I know are good and not like Robocop, Predator, Total Recall, things like that. You know what I mean? That I will just sit down mm-hmm. and watch anytime because I know that they're good and they make me feel ni- nice and warm and gooey inside. So I wouldn't necessarily have gone back and watched Biggles or Beastmaster. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have gone back to watch them because I just wouldn't think about it. So, so I don't know. I don't think that's answered your question, has it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's just, it's just interesting because I was wondering, because uh, I don't have a show on that, and I know what my answer is the minute I wrote this question. But oh. before you get my answer, Dave, what about you? Would you rather remember the movies you loved as a kid just the way they are or discover as an adult they have not aged well over time? I think it's nice having those memories, uh, you know, rose-tinted glasses and all of that films. Well, I say recently, a few years ago, for so many years, I had such fond memories of a film called Neon Maniacs and hadn't watched it since the days of VHS. I picked it up on DVD, rewatched it on DVD, and what a bag of bollocks that was when I was rewatching it. It was fucking awful. And it, it spoiled, completely spoiled my memory of it. But even having said that, because I love movies so much, um, I love watching movies for the first time. I love re-watching them. And sometimes it's nice to revisit it as an adult. And it's not as good, but you can see different things in it as well that you appreciate. Unless it's Neon Maniacs, of course, and it's all just crap. So, yeah, I would, I'll revisit. Give me an excuse to mo- watch more films. Yeah. See, I had a, a, a horrible, horrible incident with my kids in, regarding the movie Willow, and I'm not going to recount it here, we're going to recount it somewhere yeah. else. And I wish, I wish I had left it as one of those just glowing memories of, it, was, it came out the year I graduated high school, went with a bunch of friends, had a good time, bought the soundtrack, listened to it in the car, relived it in my head, and apparently reliving it in my head made it a much bigger, better movie because... Going back 20 or 25 years later and showing my kids and they laughed at it and said, why does it look like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer kind of animation? <laughs> yeah. I said, because that's the technology at the time. It's called stop motion. It's like, well, it looks dumb. Why are they fighting it? And then they walked away. I said, okay, it was an epic fail. Same thing happened <laughs> when I rewatched Spaceballs. I'm like, I thought this movie was funny. It's got a couple of funny moments, but it's not as funny as I remember it. And I hate that. I hate going back now and, and ruining a memory. So mm. I would pick, let the memory live with the rose-colored <laughs> tinted glasses. I can reminisce in my head and rewatch the better movie version apparently I made than the one that was actually on the screen. So yeah. I'm sticking with the classics and not rewatch it. Yeah. Mm. See, that's the thing, though. But the, but the thing is, that was your kid's fault. It wasn't your fault. You were just trying to educate <laughs> them about something awesome. And it was they, they, they fucking ruined it for you. So that's your, true, little fuckers. That's exactly. <laughs> See, no, I'm trying to do that now. Kids ruin everything. They do, damn it. buddy. Kids. God damn it. See, no, yeah. I'm trying. To, I'm doing that. Thank with God, my kids. we're not on an island with them, Alan. Thank <laughs> no God kidding. for that. Poor Chris. 
Poor Chris. That's what happens when you pick the politically expedient answer. I know. I know. So regretting that. Next time, be honest. Yes. Yeah. Your wife will love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> they always love honesty. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love playing the Would You Rather because it gives us a chance to not only really put ourselves into some really crazy situations, but I think the audience likes to play along and maybe we learn a little bit about each other mm. when we go through it. I think so. Let's go to let's go to Chris first. Chris, I did mention sort of hidden in the intro. You are involved on a couple of other shows here on on, on uh, 60 Minutes With. Take a second to plug the shows that you can be found. Yes. So um, out of the 100,000 shows that we do put out, I'm on a fair few of them. Uh, so now I'm on the ABC of gaming, which we do roughly every month to six weeks, uh, depending on our different schedules and things like that, which is all about video games, but also it's about real life and, and all that kind of good stuff. So we have a good laugh about that. That's me, Ben and Adam and occasionally a guest, but generally it's us three. Uh, then I'm on the entertainment show with Dave, which again is trying to try and keep it every month where we talk about things that have kept us entertained throughout that month and then we have a double dip section where we talk about two films that we've both never watched so that's always good fun uh we never know what we're going to get with that and then i am on the abc's affording ahead with you alan and ben which is all about positivity and about things that have happened to us in our lives and what's what tools and things that we've got which we've used to overcome them and how it's affected us which is we've done a couple of episodes of that which has gone down really well uh, and then I am on the Spotlight Show with Adam, which is all about going back to movies that we watched as kids and revisiting them to, as you said, to de determine whether or not they're as good as our memory uh, dictates. And that's really good fun. Really enjoying that. You know, we've done a few shows. We've got a few sh shows under our belt and we're, I think we're hitting our stride with that one now. And you've mentioned the next film that we are going to be talking about after AWOL, which will be coming out very soon with Jean-Claude Van Damme, or uh, as it's also known by a number of other names, uh, Wrong Bet, Leon, um, uh, what's the American title called? Shit, it escapes me. Lionheart, is it? Lionheart, thank you, Dave. Mm -hmm. uh, so That's, that's got, the title I remember. Yeah, it's got like a million names. But uh, So I'm on that, and uh, there you go. I, I occasionally do, very occasionally do a... Um, a sound check show um but i haven't done one of those for probably about a year so but there you go oh really did it just escape you what we've got oh coming shit up? oh my god <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> you know fuck me I alan you of all people because we shared this you know way, i mean before you guys even invited me into these into the towers and i, I got past the security check we talked about our first memories of this band and they were oh, nearly identical and i'm like Dude, if we could ever do, like, hey, man, dude, if we could ever do a show on, like, Metallica, that'd be, like, so awesome. I can't believe you fucking forgot. Alan, oh, you know what? I think it's because I've subconsciously got, you know, thought, I've got Dave on the line with us. So I can't, I can't yeah. plug it and I can't promote it because I know that Dave isn't going to be happy. I'll just delete it. <laughs> so, shit, Alan, I'm so sorry. And uh, you know what? Because that's been on my right, mind. you're the host. No, no. <laughs> That's been on my mind for since we recorded it and since we started talking about it, you know, and more obviously more recently. And I'm so fucking excited and proud for it to be released because of the intro that I did. I made it myself, you know, and I'm sending it to everybody. I even got my fucking family to listen to it because there was, you know, I was like, 
have a listen to this and I played the individual tracks for them and I said no listen to it together it's amazing <laughs> but and I've totally forgotten about it oh my god Alan I'm so sorry that's all right it's all, it's only been freshly released since this episode now because it was uh, it just a few weeks back and we're waiting to get more feedback I was going to encourage everybody had my host here remembered we had done this brilliant <laughs> pilot episode sorry shit <laughs> Um, but I do want to get as many people give us some feedback on their first remembrances, if they liked it, if they didn't like it, but if they remember the first song, the first song that they went, oh, Jesus, what is this? Or the first song they went, oh, geez, what is this? You yeah. know, it's all in the tone. Yeah. So, yeah, let's check it out. It's, it's the sound check on Metallica. You and I are going to continue then moving ahead. It won't be every month. It'll be just as we can fit it in. Mm-hmm. We're going to start looking at all of the albums then from Kill 'Em All to the S&M orchestra album yeah. that will round it out which by the way your intro is gold Thank you. i heard it and i said there's not a single thing i would touch change modify tweak it was perfect thank you that's awesome yeah dave can remember the first time he heard a metallica song because he he reached for a set of razors I did, his yeah. I've, still, I've still got the scars <laughs> I will never forget. <laughs> but at least he remembers. What's funny is he yeah. bought the albums hoping maybe, maybe I'm missing it. I know. I bought the next album again and then I just slashed my wrists again. <laughs> Damn it. I keep doing the same thing. <laughs> All right, Dave, I want to go to you quickly because I know you're on several shows and I want to make sure you get a chance to plug the ones where people can hear you. I will. And before I do that, and I know we're running way over time, but Alan, I have got to get this. Would you rather in for you? Especially. Oh no! Ooh. Oh damn it! I tried to go past it. I knew you had one. I'm like, oh, I gotta try to keep moving it. Keep moving I've it. I've got to do it. I've right. got to do it. Just rem- all right. Fine. Remembering the mantra of this show has always been since the first episode. Well, I've still got my legs. So, Alan, uh-huh. would you rather? <laughs> would you rather have both of your legs and no arms, or both of your arms and no legs? Oh, I think that's easy. I'd rather not have my legs than I could finally say, look at the biggest thing dangling from my waist. <laughs> Chris, would you rather... The, the same choice to you. I'd keep, I'd keep my arms because I could still play with myself. Well, so, so, exactly. And mine would be the same. So I think, shouldn't the mantra of the show be, I've still got my arms? Good yeah. point. <laughs> Fuck my legs. I still got my arms. <laughs> That's the new that's one. Really, that's the that's new a one. really good point. Yeah. We should ask all of the rest of the team that, especially Ben. Yeah, especially Ben. <laughs> that's a great one. I'm glad you came up with it. That is an awesome. Co- I like it, Dave. We'll keep it in the show. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, shows, shows I'm on. Interview shows. That's how 60 Minutes with first began before it blossomed into this thing that it is now with all you great people on it. Um well, to be quite honest, you do most of the work and I don't have to do as much anymore, so that's good. Uh, interviews, uh, musicians, actors, directors, special effects people, all sorts of people on those. Uh, the Clint cast with Ben, we go through the movies of Clint Eastwood um, in chronological order. We are up to The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Part one was released not too long ago. Uh, Decade of Decadence with Tom, we'd look at all things 1980s. If anybody listened to the podcast me and Tom did called 80s Picture House, it's basically a continuation of that. Entertainment shows, like Chris has said, me and Chris do those, talk about the movies and everything that's entertained us. Uh, Soundcheck shows, all different ones, talking about albums, interviews with, I said, with musicians on those. All different types of music shows, just go to the drop-down box on the website, click on Soundcheck, and there's loads that are on there. Uh, and just bits and bobs here and there with the other ones because we've got we've got so many fucking shows that 
Yeah, it's it's great. I'm, I love the mixture of be, the team that we've got now of, of everybody that's putting out the shows and all the different combinations of presenters on them and the combinations of the shows that we do. I absolutely love. Um, and it's great for me because there's a load that, you know, I, I'm not on and I don't edit and I don't do anything. So it's like the people listening to this, the first time I get to listen to it is the finished product and I enjoy them just as much, if if not more, than the people that subscribe to 60 Minutes With. So it's a treat for me too. So uh, thank you to you two and, and to the rest of the team as well. Mm, amen. All right. As we, as we wrap this up, I want to give a big plug to the website, 60minuteswith.co.uk. That really is the hub for everything. Movie reviews, book reviews. You get a chance to meet our sponsors, our partners. You get a chance to send us a review. Please take a second and do that. Uh, write, rate, review, whether on your podcast or from the website itself, whatever podcatcher you're using or go to the website. It really does help us because then a lot of people will say, well, what is this website? What is this podcast? And they see all of this glowing reviews. It, it does really add some credibility. We really love it. Also, engage with us on social media, Twitter at 60 Minutes With or on Instagram, 60 Minutes With. All of us have individual Twitter handles, but if you go to the main one, Dave will make sure that if we need to get pulled into the conversation, we enjoy talking to the folks mm -hmm. who are listening. We'd love to hear from you. What did you think of this episode or other episodes? Let us know. We're, we're not those kind of people who just shut off the wall and say, we've got a team of people to respond. No, we'll do it ourselves. We love our listeners. And I would really encourage you, check out the website. From there, just a, a host of information, tons of reviews, and then certainly subscribe. And if you liked this episode, take a second, whatever, whatever podcatcher you're listening to, Almost all of them have the ability to either copy the link or immediately share into social media. Help us out. Doesn't cost you a dime. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Share it wherever. Let people know you enjoyed it and let them come in and be part of the fun. And we want to continue to grow the audience as we continue to bring you all of these episodes right here on 60 Minutes With. Guys, last few seconds. It's been a fantastic rant show. I love it when a rant show ends on a positive note. I just feel so good. Having let out, I've, I've done as, as, as Chris said, I have splattered everything all over the wall, but now it's not inside. I feel clean. This house is clean. You guys got anything? I just, I was, oh, was that a bad transition. <laughs> so, I, was waiting I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure the last few dregs have come out of you, Alan. I didn't want to get in the way of the last few spurts. That was, all. That, was yeah, that was a horrible transition. I got to try that again. No, just, <laughs> um, so uh, Chris, no, that was, it was amazing. I feel so relaxed right now. You know, if I smoked, I would be lighting up right now. Um, mm. Well, the fluffers I sent earlier to the green room probably had a little to do with that. Yes, that was nice. Yes, but no, it's been Dave, amazing. Anything Thank else? You. Anything else you want to wrap up on? Uh, I'm just pleased I've got both my arms. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to the podcast because there are so many offerings. There's bound to be something you love. I'm biased. I tend to like absolutely every show here. I started off as a listener. These guys, for whatever reason, got fooled into pulling me in. And now I get to host this show. I get to hang out with Ben and Chris on the ABC's Affording Ahead. But you know what? I listen to every single episode because they're so entertaining and so much fun. And I learned so much how to be a better broadcaster just listening to other people. So guys, thank you for being here on The Ranch Show. Thanks, Alan. Love, I love being on the shows with you. Cool. Chris, not so much. Come on but... back next month for a brand new series of rants. Who knows who'll be on the show? But no matter what, if you're subscribed, it'll be right here on 60 Minutes With. 
hello. Yeah, I've just I've just finished I've just finished eating my cookie and I have uh, my cup of tea. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I shall try not to slurp during the show. Very unprofessional. <laughs> that would be very nice. Yeah. Are we doing the clap? Yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna definitely pass the clap because everybody should have their own clap. <laughs> oh, I've I've not done the clap yet. Oh, you're missing out. And we'll all do it at the wrong time, trust me, but that's okay, as long as I got it yeah. <laughs> at the right time. From what I've heard, it's tradition to clap out, yeah, out of sequence. It seems to be. All right, <laughs> so, do you need a, does anybody need a drink? Anybody need to use the last minute bathroom break? No, I just piss myself when we're recording, <laughs> that's usually the way. <laughs> Just so you know, Alan, pull the curtain back a little bit. But the early shows, because we used to go on fairly long, you know, and we'd be drinking as well. Um, so I, I, it was, you know, it wasn't unknown for me to piss into bottles that, that were empty <laughs> <laughs> while you're recording. <laughs> Quick, mute, mute, mute. Yeah, well, pro- I don't think he even bothered muting once. Uh, but yeah, ambient sound. That's what it is. <laughs> so, so yes, we have done that before because we used. I said how times have changed. You know, we sort of like you know before we'd be drinking Polish beer and whiskey and whatever, mm. and now we just have a cup of tea, don't we, and a biscuit. It's yeah, it's very civil. Very sad. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? In, <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm on my second beer. I will tell you this though, uh, and I know Dave. I don't want to prickle you, but I am drinking a Corona. <laughs> I have been drinking Corona for the last two and a half months because I'm like, in honor of every reason why I hate what's going on in the world right now, I can at least enjoy Corona this way. All right, let's clap it in. We're gonna clap in three, two, one. Perfect. No one on time. (laughs) (laughs) All right.